Good evening. All right, it seemed to be having some difficulty here with the uh, getting the music going. So, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. You know, things always tend to go wrong for some reason. Uh, you know, something hardcore, Hoss. I got to tell you right now, maybe it's because of all this wonderful cold weather we're having here in the Midwest. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be quite cold here the next. Uh, next 48 hours or so, but like I said, one thing is definitely not going to be cold. It's going to be tonight's episode of the Russell Talk podcast. We got a lot of great stuff that's going to be coming up here on the show. Episode 379 here tonight. We're going to be talking about a lot of things in high spots. We're also going to have Doug Rafferty joining us again on the program 7:30, and we're going to have Adam Pena on the program at 8:15 as well. A lot of great stuff. Shoot and shout game show uh, challenge tonight. Got a lot of great stuff here. Hoss, I hope our technology is going to cooperate because I know the last time I was on the program, we had some some technical gremlins, but I hope we've got those all taken care of now. Let me give it another shot here. I, I think I might have it. All right, let's try it again, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions, from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, now, Hoss, that's a little more like it. We're we're uh, live here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 379, New Beginnings. And again, I got to say, that's kind of a new beginning for the show, having us do a little bit of introduction and then hit the music. But again, Hoss, that's one of the things you've kind of grown to love and expect from the Wrestle Talk podcast. And I got to tell you, man, tonight's going to be a great show. How are you doing, Hoss? Hey, I, I'm doing pretty good. You know, d- despite a few hiccups here and there, I, I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> oh, like I said, I got I to gotta tell you right now, Hoss, I have been working very hard this week. Actually, I've been working longer than this week because, you know, tonight we officially, I don't want to say welcome a new member to the Russell Talk podcast family because this man has been around the Russell Talk podcast for as long as I can remember. And, and tonight we get the opportunity, the privilege to have join the Russell Talk podcast media team, a man who's very knowledgeable about professional wrestling, much like our introduction says on the local, national, and international levels. 
And I got to tell you, this is a blockbuster signing for the WrestleTalk podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen of the WrestleTalk podcast, it is my esteemed honor and privilege to welcome in my co-host this evening, the one, the only, Sonny Money Mayo. Sonny, how are you doing tonight, good sir? I'm doing spectacular, Mr. Roberts. Thank you so much, man. That was an introduction for the ages there, man. I felt like I was main event mania or Wrestle Kingdom or something, man. Thank you so much for that introduction. That is great. Well, I got to tell you right now, Sonny, we had a few hiccups along the way this evening. But again, tonight's going to be a great show. I got to ask you, first of all, how was the weather up in Casey? I know here in the St. Louis area, it's getting pretty brutally cold up down here. How's it going up in KC? It's about as cold here as it is in St. Louis, Luke. And, you know, what do you expect this time of year? I mean, you could smell it in the air, the the, the cold weather and the cold chills and getting dark at 5 o'clock and guessing who's going to be in the Rumble this time of year. I mean, that's the time of year for it, man. So. And you also got to remember, too, it's football season. It's prime football season. And, again, you represent your Kansas City Chiefs there. Absolutely. A lot of great football going to be coming up this weekend. A lot of great wrestling coming up this weekend. I mean, again, we're going to have a lot of fans of the WrestleTalk podcast. They're going to have a lot of difficulty this weekend deciding between football in their local area, their favorite team, and the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a great weekend all the way around for sports. And, and I got to tell you right now, um, Money, do you have anything that you want to say to Haas before we get started here this evening? Um, Haas, hey, man, don't sweat it on the technical difficulties. I wouldn't expect nothing less. I've got all the cousins in Jersey and Philly and Delaware tuning in tonight. I've got the ancestors back in Italy and Poland tuning in tonight. It's Wrestle Talk, baby. And you do an excellent job every single week. And I'm so happy to be a part of the team, not only with you, but also with Luke. So you keep rocking. You keep doing a good job over there on the ones and twos, buddy. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, this. This is still a learning experience, you know, just trying to uh, figure everything out here because some of these programs that we're using, I, I never used before until we did this. But, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're getting there and we will definitely keep improving just to make things better for you guys, the fans out there. And, of course, shout out to uh, Chris Rodell. And, uh, Luke, he wants to know, did you dye your hair? Wait a minute. Me dyeing my hair? No, 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 no. My hair my hair is 100% natural. There's no dyes. There's no coloring involved when it comes to my hair. My hair is 100% natural. And you know something? I was just thinking about it, guys. In just a few moments, we're going to be paying homage to the greatest country in the world. But you know something? Rodell is not here. Rodell has kind of become a staple as of late. I know that we've had, for many, many episodes, we had Joe Lance taking care of things here. For the for the um, net playing of our national anthem, we have Rodell talking about football. We have Susie Haas that's also here on the program tonight. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I got to tell you right now, though, tonight it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great episode three seventy nine. You're talking about all those technical things, Haas. Give you an idea. We got to be ready because on the horizon, as we see here right now, we got a lot of things here. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw here in just a few minutes in high spots. So I'm going to keep this right here in my notes. But I can tell you right now, gentlemen, 21 episodes away from episode 400. I got to tell you right now, I remember when I first had an opportunity to join the WrestleTalk podcast many, many, many years ago. And I got to say, we're on the horizon later, I believe it's later this summer, 
episode 400, and we're already starting to look for some very special guests for that episode. But you know what? Before we get things started tonight, as it's become a tradition here on the Russell Talk Podcast, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take care of a little bit of business. And Hoss, I think since Joe has uh, kind of taken care of some things, he's going to be back sometime real soon. You don't know when Nightmare Jones is going to pop up here on the Russell Talk Podcast. I think you've kind of inherited the formal introduction, so I'm going to turn things over to you for the introduction to get tonight's show rolling. All right, it is that time once again, ladies and gentlemen, as we do every week. It is that time to pay homage to the best damn country around, and that is America. So if you would please remove your caps, place your hands over your heart. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for participating in tonight's, in honoring America's tonight's uh, rendition of the national anthem. Gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, somewhere Joe Lance is sitting and he's got, he's got a tear in his eye, guys. I mean, again, tonight is going to be a great episode, episode 379. We're going to have Doug Rafferty on here in about 20 minutes or so. We're also going to have Adam Pena, somebody I know you, Sonny, are very familiar with throughout the Midwest. Going to have a great show. Before we get started, before we get to high spots, Hardcore Hoss, I'm going to go ahead and throw things to you because we wouldn't be nothing. You've already talked about all the great viewers of the WrestleTalk podcast. We wouldn't be anything without your support. We would also would be nothing without the support of our great sponsors. So I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you to talk about all those great sponsors that we have that support the WrestleTalk podcast. Yes, as, as always, we have those wonderful sponsors, you know that we wouldn't be here without them. And uh, that would be Everything Combat, Ken Cade Arcade, Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter Dreams Production, Rathbun Engraving, where you can, uh, where they take care of all of our Wrestle Talk podcast mugs. You can get your very own engraved mug, bar quality. $20 plus shipping. Just hit one of us up. We'd be more than happy to hook you up with one. Me Fiesta Reynolds. Uh, Joe the Barber at... Uh, okay, I forgot that one. <laughs> but of course, the, Pete the Barber. Pete the Barber. Pete the Barber. Pete the barber. I, at least I remembered he was a barber. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can tell you right now, guys, I have an opportunity with, uh, if you get a chance to look at the Russell Talk Podcast Facebook account. I've seen some of the designs that, that Pete's put out there. I mean, A, number one work. I mean, it's just beautiful designs that are put out there. And I believe he's in the Kansas City area. If you get a chance, check out Pete the Barber. Great hair, uh, hair care stylist. And you can make sure to get things taken care of. They'll set you up with a great haircut and be ready to go. And you know what? We might actually have to work it out because I know uh, – 
Our broadcast colleague, Big Sexy Chris Rodell, likes to have his hair styled perfectly before Dynamo Pro events. Maybe we need to send him up to Kansas City and get him hooked up with a special haircut courtesy of Pete the Barber. That'd be a great journey and definitely something we'd have to cover on the WrestleTalk podcast as he makes his journey up to KC. So, of course, as always, we have the FWWC, the Premier Fantasy Wrestling Group. And I believe right now, gentlemen, that's Thursday nights at 7.30. Am I correct, John? Yes. Thursday nights, 7.30. Right now, we have a couple different hosts doing it. Uh, Dewan took some time off. But uh, we have have a couple different guests doing it. I believe this week is going to be... Susie Haas and Voorhees once again. So it makes for a good show. Always interesting to see what they come up with. Like I said, that is very much true. If you're uh, one of those that enjoys professional wrestling, fantasy professional wrestling, make it a point to check out the FWC every Thursday night from at 7.30 p.m. Uh, you can catch them out on social media. Well, gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, we've got great sponsors, we've got great fans, and we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about right here. So, Hardcore Us, if you would be so kind to hit that music from DJ Money, the high spots introduction for tonight's episode 379 right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Mic check, mic check. Yeah! real quick i'm so happy that we have that high spot song that gets me amped up every single week whether i'm in the comment section or i'm shooting emails or i'm laughing at jeremy's internet i don't care what it is that high spot song gets me rolling every week man i love that that's part of the show and wrestle talk podcast well, i gotta tell you right now sonny we gotta send a special thank you each and every time we play that song to dj money if you get an opportunity check him out online a lot of great music that he's put out i know he's working on some new stuff right now and make it a point check out dj money online uh you check him out on social media a lot of great things now gentlemen i know we talked about it at the top of the show and right now a lot of the viewers have been talking about it. We've seen some things here. We got to talk about Monday Night Raw. I say it's probably the biggest thing we're going into. We got one more episode other than NXT tonight. We got one more episode before we encounter the Royal Rumble this Saturday, right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Make it a point to check it out if you can get tickets. Make it a point to get them at the America Center. If you can't, make sure to get on Peacock and get your. Uh, Front row seat for the Royal Rumble. I believe it's the 35th annual Royal Rumble. Make it a point. Check it out on Peacock. Now, now, Sonny, I got to tell you, just had an opportunity to watch back uh, a couple of key pieces on Raw. And I got to tell you right now, to me, the match of the night was, and, and you might find this surprising, to me, the match of the night was AJ Styles and Austin Theory. I think this is the present and the future of the WWE going at it. It was a phenomenal matchup. I was on the edge of my seat. 
Uh, I was, was going to ask you, what did you think about that matchup? I, again, I mean, you're almost taking the words out of my mouth there, Luke. You know, um, present versus future. And you could almost say a little bit of the past with AJ Styles because he's been around for so long. But for someone to be around for so long in this business and to still put on quality matches, not on pay-per-view, not on WrestleMania, not on Royal Rumble, but to come out on Monday Night Raw and still hold a, a candle to that name of it being Monday Night Raw and the history of that, man, AJ Styles is killing it. Even at this age in the game for himself, he's killing it. And I'll tell you, Luke, I was real skeptical about Theory uh, when he started getting TV time, when he's backstage in those segments with Vince McMahon and all this stuff that he's doing with AJ. I was a little bit skeptical, but he's blown my expectations out of the water. I mean, he's just killing it, man. So, you know what, Luke? I have to honestly agree with you 100%. That, that was the match of the night on Monday Night Raw, and that's one of the reasons that Monday Night Raw continues to keep its head above water. A lot of fans want different things out of WWE. And, yeah, we could spend the next two hours bashing what WWE does wrong. But you know what? They also do a lot of things right. And Austin Theory and AJ Styles on Monday Night Raw was one of the right things they did this week. Well, I got to tell you right now, to me, another thing that they did, which was was right, it's going to sound kind of strange coming from me because I'm, I'm a wrestling purist, if you will. I really like seeing the wrestlers uh, compete inside the squared circle. But I got to tell you, a lot of the uh, the promos and the interviews that they had really kind of resonated with me. I think that all of the ones that I can recall off the top of my head uh, from the beginning of the show, Bobby Who, <laughs> with the, the, uh, the weigh-in, um, I got to tell you, Brock Lesnar, I believe, and again, I'm not knowledgeable. I've got a good friend of mine uh, that's probably going to be very upset with me. I believe it's Donald Cerrone from the yep. UFC, yep. Uh, Brock Lesnar coming out wearing the, the cowboy hat and the, and the jacket. I got to tell you, I was very apprehensive about that opening 10 to 12 minutes of the program last night. I think that both of those men delivered. I mean, you're going to have two guys, and we're going to talk a little bit later in high spots about the matchup between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think that delivered. I think the interview with Dewdrop and Becky Lynch definitely – made it a point to showcase what those two women are going to bring to the table this Saturday. Um, I got to say the whole thing at the end of Monday Night Raw with Miz and Maurice and Beth Phoenix and Edge, another great thing. But the one that resonated the most with me, and I couldn't help, I was, I was about to fall off my couch. It was so funny was the spelling challenge between <laughs> Alpha Academy and RK Bro. I gotta tell you right now, I have not laughed so hard in so long. Yeah. That was just nothing short of monumental. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I know you watched you and I have talked about it before we went live on the air here this evening. What are your thoughts about all things? There's a lot of interviews and again we could we could nitpick but I think right now, every interview, every promotional segment that was going into the Royal Rumble, I think it definitely delivered this past Monday night. No, absolutely, Luke. It did deliver. Uh, WWE <clears throat> overall with Monday Night Raw and fingers crossed with SmackDown this week. But definitely with Raw this week, they hit on all cylinders. Matches, interviews, everything was was great. It was some of the best content that I've seen on Monday Night Raw in, in a long time. And that's just my personal opinion. But to build that programming up, Last Raw before Royal Rumble there in St. Louis. Um, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me the most, though, 
is Brock Lesnar coming out in the cowboy hat and, you know, just smiling and having fun. And we've seen all these faces of, of, of Brock Lesnar. Uh, I remember vividly when he debuted as the next big thing with Paul Heyman in the early 2000s. I followed his career in the New Japan. Um, I'm sorry, IWPG uh, over in Japan. Um, also into the UFC, also in that stint that he had with Minnesota. And, and then him coming back in the WWE in, in 2012 and the programs he had with Cena and Triple H and so on and so forth. Um, but this looks like the most fun that Brock Lesnar is having in professional wrestling. And that's one of the things with professional wrestling. If you're not having fun, especially on that main stage, it's really hard to fake it to make it, man. And Rock Lesnar, he doesn't look like he's faking it. He looks like he's having legit fun out there. And he's having fun, but we all know the back of our mind that he's still a killer, man. Like, we know he's just a couple German suplexes and an F5 away from keeping that, that belt over his shoulder this Sunday. So, so to have that mix right there, that's beautiful, man. I love it. I love that Brock Lesnar is out there having fun, having a ball at this stage in his career. Well, I got to tell you right now, Sonny, you bring a very good point. Brock Lesnar smiling. That's something we don't see from Brock Lesnar, but I got to tell you right now, I think about it kind of from a boxer's perspective and the idea that if he's smiling, he's yeah. going to be prepared come Saturday. He is going to go out there with a mission. He's going to go out there with the idea of going out there and bringing everything to Bobby Lashley. And now that we've talked about Monday Night Raw, we're going to move on to the Royal Rumble. And a lot of the things we're talking about on Monday Night Raw are going to lead to this coming Royal Rumble. And, and right now, like I said, we got Doug Rafferty coming on the program here in about 10 minutes. He's going to be joining us right here. Uh, return appearance on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you right now, we're going to take a minute here. We're going to look at the uh, individual matchups right now. And Sonny, I'm just, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I just want to take a quick kind of, kind of a gut check here. And I just want your honest opinion on these matchups. Number one. Uh, we're going to start off with a match that we had mentioned earlier on was uh, for the women's championship, Becky Lynch versus Drop. Honestly, my gut feeling right now, I think Drop's starting to gain some momentum. She's starting to gain some traction, but I really see big time Bex walking out with the championship. What are your thoughts? I, I'm going to go keep going along right there with you, man. And I think this is what's going to be great about us uh, every last Tuesday of the month on Wrestle Talk Podcast is we have a lot of similar thinking. We do differ on some things, but when it comes to this women's match, you know, I think Becky's going to pull it out. Big time Bex, she's the man. And you know what? She kills it in the ring. She delivers it in the ring each and every time. Drop is a good challenger for her. And it's a match I am looking forward to this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. But Becky always pulls through on the big-time shows and the big-time performances. So I don't expect nothing less. Well, like I said, we're going we're to move on here to mixed tag team action. i got to tell you right now, a lot of people have been saying both sides here. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Miz and Maurice. Um, wow. I'm going to let you go first on this one, Sonny, because i got a little bit of an opinion on this one. Look. This is probably going to be my favorite match on the card besides the Royal Rumble match itself because I always love the Royal Rumble. If I can't make uh, to make it to the TV for every WWE pay-per-view uh, throughout the year, I always make it a point to have my eyes glued to some type of TV screen or any type of screen that is showing the Royal Rumble match itself. But this match, I think, has 
the potential to be the best one on the card. And what Edge and Beth Phoenix are doing right now, first of all, I'm so glad Beth Phoenix returned and, and is by Edge's side. And that makes this storyline against Miz and Maurice that much more interesting, at least to me. But what Edge and Beth Phoenix are doing right now to me is historical. I can't think of another married couple, legit married couple, teaming up in the ring and making as much of an impact at a short amount of a time as these two are. Even more than Miz and Maurice or uh, Macho and Elizabeth, if you want to go back in the day. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope that even after Royal Rumble and in the Mania and hopefully even into the summer, we have more Edge and more Beth Phoenix. So I think this has this match alone right here has the potential potential to be match of the night on this card. Okay, well, well, based on what's there, Sonny, who do you think's walking out with the W? Oh, I, I, if I say uh, anything besides Edge or Beth Phoenix, uh, then in the words of Dak Draper, shame on you. Well, shame on me. It's definitely going to be Edge. It's definitely going to be Beth Phoenix. I hope they even come out to the Brood. They have a Brood theme together and come out with the Brood entrance. That'll be really cool. But, yes, at the end of the match, when the bell rings, one, two, three, it's going to be Edge. It's going to be Beth Phoenix, and they're going to be victorious. I'm going to stun you. I'm going with, with Maurice and The Miz. Whoa. And the reason why is simple. We saw that two weeks ago when Maurice was able to knock Beth Phoenix down with that purse with the brick. They're, yeah. going, they're going with an old school mentality. They're doing their research. And I feel it's not going to be, it's not going to be how you say the most recognizable, but I have a feeling that Miz and Maurice walk out of St. Louis with the W. I really do. Moving on championship matchups. The first one we're going to talk about Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. And I got to tell you, Right now, my opinion is simple. If if the Usos were around, hands down, Roman Reigns. I'm going to tell you right now, while my, my heart is saying, and this is going to sound strange, my heart saying Seth Rollins walks out of St. Louis with the universal title, I think right now, even with the Usos out of the picture, I think the head of the table retains his championship and keeps it on to, on to WrestleMania. Yeah, and I think that's a smart move there by you, Luke. I think Seth Rollins is definitely going to give him a run for his money. Obviously, they have the familiarity together from being in the Shield and all the history since then. Uh, and Seth Rollins is a fantastic challenger, a former Universal Champion himself, a guy who cashed in at WrestleMania. I mean, we could sit here all night and list his accolades. Seth Rollins is fantastic, but he's not the head of the table. He's not Roman Reigns. And you know, I used to give Night Owl such crap that I couldn't stand Roman Reigns back in the day. When he was a part of the Shield, couldn't stand him. Now, 2022, going into the Royal Rumble, completely different end of the spectrum on that. I think Roman Reigns is probably the best thing going in WWE today. He has been for the past six months to a year, and he's going to continue even after the Royal Rumble, even after WrestleMania, going into this summer. He's going to continue to be the king of the table. He's going to continue to be the best thing in WWE going, and he's going to prove it this Sunday. Well, I got to tell you right now, Sonny, we're going to be looking at the other championship, the WWE championship between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And I got to tell you right now, I think you and I are going to disagree here, 
the WWE heavyweight champion, in my opinion, walking out of the Royal Rumble will be Bobby Lashley. And here's my reasoning. My reasoning is simple. I don't think we've seen the last of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And I think somewhere or another, Roman Reigns interjects himself and Brock Lesnar loses the WWE Championship this Saturday. Yeah. But you know what, Luke? I'm not, I'm, I might shock you here because I'm going to agree with you on this. And I'm going to agree with you only from the fan perspective of me. I would like to see Bobby, Bobby Lashley win. That's what I'm hoping for here. And the reason being is, is I hope he takes it into Mania. And I think Bobby Lashley having a big moment at WrestleMania in the main event is overdue. Brock has had his time. Other guys have had their time, but I think now is Bobby Lashley's time. And I think it's going to start this Sunday. I think he's going to shock a lot of people, but I think he is going to beat Brock Lesnar, and he will be going into WrestleMania as the champion. All right. Well, Hardcore Hoss, I know for a fact we had several people putting messages here in the comments about who they think is going to win the Royal Rumble. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. I know in just a couple of minutes we're going to be joined by uh, Doug Rafferty, He's going to be joining us here. And, and Haas, uh, is, he, is he on hold? Well, on one second here, I guess the technical gremlins are, are back again here. Uh, what do we know, Haas? Yeah, he is backstage. He is all ready to go. And uh, so looking forward to this interview. I, I agree. Like I said, let's go ahead. We're going to take care of a couple of quick things here, and we're going to bring Doug Rafferty back on the program here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Sonny, I know there was something you wanted to talk about in high spots. You had an opportunity to watch a little bit of wrestling that a lot of wrestling fans don't get the opportunity to watch. Something that's really been registering on a lot of people's radar lately. And I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of bring this in, talking about GCW. Yeah, man. Yeah, GCW, um, they've been making a lot of noise in the professional wrestling industry these past couple years. Um, A lot of people have compared them maybe to a new ECW. Um, so quick little story on how my weekend went. A Sunday night on my TV, I was watching my Kansas City Chiefs handle the business that they need to handle, going to the AFC Championship this upcoming weekend in one of the greatest games in NFL history. And while I was also watching that, I had my eye on another screen here in my house, and I was watching the world on GCW live from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. And for GCW to run Hammerstein Ballroom is so big for them, so big for them as a promotion. To me, with them doing that, and as as many fans as they packed in there and as many buy rates as they have coming back at looking like they had a good amount of buy rates for this pay-per-view, I think it honestly, in my opinion, solidifies them as the number three wrestling company in the industry today. Now, I know Impact is out there and Ring of Honor is on hiatus until April, but as the time being right now for what GCW did, wow, absolutely wow. A lot of great matches, 11 matches total, a lot of great appearances from everybody, but I think the match that the fans at uh, the fans keep talking about the most is uh, Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder in WWE, versus the bad boy Joey Janela. 
It was almost a 20-minute match. There was fights on the outside. There was a, uh, a double turn in the match in which uh, Cardona's wife uh, kicked Cardona in the nether regions, and then we found out Cardona had a cup on. Um, and then there was the appearances. Appearance was from shout out to Sam Stackhouse out in Oklahoma, local indie guy down there in Oklahoma, did some appearances with GCW. Hornswoggle, uh, Brett Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins in WWE. And then you get an appearance from 123 Kid, Six, X Pac. Sean Waltman, him and Janela coming out and doing the suck together. I mean, it was great. So I see so many fans talking about that match and so many of the great matches in GCW. And for anybody out there who has not caught any GCW, do yourself the favor. Get on YouTube. Check out a couple highlights. Game Changer Wrestling is changing the wrestling scene in 2022. And again, just my personal opinion, gentlemen, I would say that with this pay-per-view this past Sunday and the great of a pay-per-view as they put on, that could arguably solidify them as the number three wrestling promotion in the USA today. Well, I got to tell you right now, Sonny, that's a very, very bold statement by the same token, too, though. I mean, again, right now the wrestling world is changing almost on a dime. And I got to tell you right now, speaking of things, we have an opportunity here in just a moment. And Hardcore Haas let us know here. Uh, that our first guest is here. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce our first guest, a man who really understands the meaning of the word change. He's been involved with wrestling for a number of years. He's been all across the country, being in a variety of different promotions, a variety of different roles. And over the course of, uh, I would say, the last couple months, uh, end of 2021 into 2022, this man really has kind of been looking at wrestling a little bit differently than what he has in the past. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, our good friend, Doug Rafferty. Rafferty Doug, Doug, welcome to the welcome show. To the show here. How do you do it? How do you do it? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm sitting here at home. I hope you guys can hear me all right. I can tell you right now, we're right doing awesome. awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Well, like all I said, right. well, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and turn to our, our, our podcast our podcast Hall, 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 because he's got, he got a lot of questions. He had a meeting earlier this week prepared for the program. He had a ton of information. I'm going to go ahead and turn to our podcast Hall. It's all yours. Thank you. I hear an echo here from somebody. But I'm going to let uh, Sonny, Sonny start, start off here with questions. questions. So, 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 Sonny, why don't you go ahead and ask what questions, questions you got? Well, the guy, well, the guy who, who works with Doug Rafferty, how are you tonight, I'm doing great. Uh, I just got home. Actually, I sat down on my uh, my couch here and uh, my my zoo here at my house with all my pets and uh, – just uh, enjoying the night. Well, good, man. Well, good, man. Again, sorry Again, for that sorry little bit of echo, echo, but we're going to power through, through this thing, and we're going to get this thing fixed one way or another. But Mr. Rafferty, you've been in this great wrestling business for the past 20 years. What do you think about the wrestling business today as it's when you broke it? It's different. Uh, it, back when I broke in, there was a lot more storytelling. Um, 
nowadays there's a lot more high spots uh jumping and flips and stuff and uh even back in the days when i was growing up you know i i grew, i'm so old school i i grew up on mr wrestling number two and dusty roads yeah, and yeah. um the, the days have changed so much from back then as as they are now yeah yeah no, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and- it, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Rafferty, Rafferty, if you go if around, you go around and, you and you do research, research in this great country that we're in, in there is still, still wrestling promotions and wrestling matches that tell stories. Yes, there's a lot of high spots and jumping and flipping and moose and whatnot. But there's a lot of great wrestlers out there that still pride themselves in telling the stories. Well, I'll tell you what, I am proud to, like, I work for World Domination Wrestling. Uh, very old school, and if you really want to go even old school, more old school than that, uh, Championship Pro Wrestling that's run by Shane Shadows. Um, there's been shows I've worked for him up at Big Bear Lake in West Virginia, where we come to, where the wrestlers come to the ring, no music. Wow, you know, wow. It, it's like old school NWA stuff, and uh, uh, that's one of my favorite promotions to work for because of that. I mean, you have to get over. By, like on your own. There's no yeah. music yeah. involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the definite that's, old school, and that's how them old school wrestlers did it back in the day, man. The Harley Races and the Ric Flairs and the Andre the Giants, you know, they came to the ring. You didn't know they were coming until you seen their presence and felt their energy in the building. <laughs> and they went in and they performed it in the ring by telling the story. And that's the great thing about professional wrestling back then and even today. Even today, and yeah, I'm I'm a little bit with the newer generation. I don't get me wrong. I like the high spots. I like the moon salts. I like the stuff on the outside of the ring. But I appreciate it even more. A good storytelling match that keeps my eyes locked in on the ring and not in my phone or over at the concession stand. So I'm glad to see that. That's something that you still represent in this business today. Yeah, I, I, I'm an old guy. Uh, you know, 20 years in. Uh, probably going to tell you guys now this probably i'm looking possibly this being my last year in the business oh wow Uh, oh wow yeah um things uh different things i want to do um yeah if you if you can't catch me at a ball or in a wrestling ring somewhere you can definitely catch me at a ballpark and uh i mean i'm I'm turning uh 39 again for the 10th time in two weeks so uh, (laughs) congratulations congratulations thanks so uh um yeah, injuries catch up to you. Even as a referee, yeah, all the years I've done as a referee, um, I actually stopped refereeing back in August of this year. Uh, my last match, which is, uh, I, I can honestly say I went out with a bang. Uh, I got to referee the great Tony Atlas and Doug Delicious. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. In a match over in Petersburg, West Virginia. Uh, my first match was with Doink the Clown and Kevin Featherstone. So, uh, yeah. I've been blessed with the people I've got to work with through the years. Uh, and then I'll you know, work with this year and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking to slow things down a little bit. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Well, that's okay. Hey, yeah, you're you're welcome still welcome. a fan and you still, uh, you know, pay attention to uh, the current product of what's going on because there is a lot of great things in professional wrestling going on, not only with matches and shows, but podcasts like this. And I hope we bring the entertainment for you also, Mr. Rafferty, not only you, but all these uh, guys in the, in the past generation that are still around today. So one more question before I pass it off to my co-host here. You mentioned refereeing. Has there been any favorite part of 
your career where you were refereeing, I mean, do you have a favorite match you refereed or a favorite well, wrestler favorite or wrestler, favorite moment on the moment off off red? Off red. Oh, man. You know, there's been so many of them. Uh, and like I said, I've got to work with so many greats, you know, uh, the Shane Douglases, um, Bobby Fulton of the Fantastics, the Patriot, uh, Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man, Valiant, man. He's like a father figure to me in wrestling. Um there, there's two matches that stand out. And if you want wrestling 101, um, one is with Jimmy Valiant and Bobby Fulton. Now, between those two gentlemen, they had probably 130, 130 years between them. And they went out and did a match for 25 minutes in 95-degree heat in Piedmont, West Virginia, about five years ago. <laughs> and had the people on the edge of their seats. Uh, the other one, we talk about old school 101, um, that really comes to mind is Big Bear Lake um, up in um, West Virginia with Shane Shadows and Bo James. Um, it was the epitome of psychology, and we went 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, when I talk about old school, you know, those guys got more reactions with eye pokes, chokes, and hair pulls than the, some of the guys on the card that were doing flips. Yep. If that tells yep. you anything. Oh, um, oh absolutely. 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 I mean, I, I got my college education in, in those two matches when it came to res, pro wrestling. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'm going to pass it off to Luke and, and John here, and I appreciate you answering those questions for me there, Mr. Rafferty. That, that's very awesome of you, man. And it sounds like you've had a story career, and, and I'm looking forward to the rest of this interview and hear some more stories out of you here. Oh, no problem. Glad to be on. Well, I can tell well, you, right, you now, right now, uh, Sonny, you, you kind of hit one of my points on the head. I, being around wrestling as long as I have, the road stories are always the greatest. The idea, the things you learn from being in the professional wrestling industry. Now, I want to take a look here real quick. I know you're talking about how the, the, the career may be winding down a little bit, but I, I do want to focus on something here. Um, in the last few months, a lot of people have said we've kind of seen a, a little bit of a change in, in your demeanor, a little bit of a change in your your personality. Now, I've had an opportunity on several occasions to listen to not only your interviews here on the Russell Talk podcast, but I've I've heard stories from from Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance. I've heard stories from Hardcore Hoss. Um, can you tell the listeners of the program what it's been like uh, the last few months in the life of Doug Rafferty as it relates, as it relates to, to pro wrestling? wrestling? Yeah, you know, I, I had some time off in December um, between shows and stuff, and uh, I, I did a little traveling. And December um, is kind of a rough month for me personally anyways. And uh, I went to New York City. When I was up in New York City um, back on December 3rd and got to see some things up there. And I, I look, you, you go past the World Trade Center where that was, and you got thinking about what people did to sacrifice their lives here for this country and stuff. And you go back through all the other years. And, uh, you know, World War One and World War Two, where I had actually relatives that fought in those wars. And, you know, leading a, somebody like ISP, who's a tremendous talent, don't get me wrong, that goes against the grain of the United States of America and the wrestlers that, you know, he faces. It, it got me thinking a little bit, and it was time for a change. And, uh, I, and don't get me wrong. Now, uh, I've done some dastardly things 
in the past several years that uh, hardcore cost hardcore hospitality. I have done some dastardly things, uh, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, am I ashamed of some of the stuff I've done? Maybe. And then there's other stuff you know. Hey, it happens. But uh, it was time for a change, and I, I thought you know if I'm gonna be going out, I, I'm gonna try to make right of what I've done wrong. Well, you know, well, you know something. Uh, when you sit here and you look wrestling, I've been around wrestling a long time myself. And as you know, there are times when you step inside the squared circle, you truly don't know what's going to happen until you're in the moment. And I got to ask you, from what I've heard, um, this past weekend was that moment where you kind of had your epiphany that it was time to make a statement. And I got to ask you, how do you feel now, just a couple days removed from making that statement? How does it feel to ha- uh, basically let this this feelings, this this change in in philosophy, kind of pop out? It's different because uh, I got cheered, and it was weird. And I know some of the fans out there when I when I talked to them, they weren't sure whether to trust me or not, and. Uh, it, it, it was a good feeling to get cheered for once. And um, I, I can tell you when I hit that elbow across Cowboy's head and heard the crowd pop, I knew I was doing something right. So uh, it, I must have did something right. Man, that did hurt the elbow a little bit, I have to admit. So. <laughs> well, I got to tell you right now, from, from what I've known and the opportunity to, to all the things I've seen about you, Mr. Rafferty, uh, again, the, the, the sudden change and how things have been, a lot of people were very surprised, but were, it was a very welcome thing because, like you said, there's a lot of times in wrestling where you can, you can only take so much and then something changes inside of you. And, and I have to ask right now, going forward, what are you seeing the future holding for you? I mean, again, you talked about ISP. You've talked about a lot of things happen in WDWA, uh, a couple other promotions. What do you what do you see your 2022 holding? Right now, uh, the future is bright because you see I'm wearing sunglasses. Actually, they're my eyeglasses, but they're dark. Um, <laughs> who, who I'm going to be representing, I don't know because like, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't trust me yet, and I don't blame the people for not trusting me. I'm going to earn it. Um, but I can tell you this, you know, with, with, what's going to happen with some of these guys – is for the years they had me on their end doing their dirty business. Well, uh, now they're going to see how it feels like when it gets done to them, I guess you could say. Um, I'm no angel by any means. Uh, I've been known to carry some mm, extracurricular uh, things in my pockets, in my jacket. Uh, are they going to be there? You never know. But um, I'm gonna write some wrongs before uh, I call it a day. You got, I gotta yeah, say, I gotta... That when it comes down to it, that's very respectable. The idea of where you you may not necessarily be able to write all the wrongs, but you could at least make it a point to take care of some of the wrongs that you may have encountered. And again, that's a very a noble thing to do. Now, hardcore Haas, I gotta say, you are. And, and I would say if, if if Joe Lance was here, I would have to kind of pass it to him. But you are our resident encyclopedia when it comes to WDWA. 
you know everything that's going on. I've been seeing a lot of people in the chat talking about they were they were totally freaking out because you were giving people hugs and and things like that, Mr. Rafferty. But I'm going to turn things over to to John here because there's a lot of stuff in the world of WDWA that he could share with the listeners as well as yourself. So, uh, Hardcore Hoss, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you. You know, uh, one thing I, I just have to ask though, you, you talk about having to earn the trust of the fans and stuff. So obviously through the process of earning the trust, I'm sure you're going to be asked this many times. Is this an actual uh, repentance or is it just something temporary that you're trying to pull on the fans? Cause I've seen a lot of things that you've done, Doug, and I wouldn't put it past you for this just to be something just to say, ha, look, I got you again. Again. I, I don't know what you're talking about on that. <laughs> yeah, I have done some dirt, dastardly deeds in the past, and uh, I, I, I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to make things right. Um, I'll be coming out doing intermissions with the fans. Um, I'm not going to turn down any autographs. I will do pictures. I will do anything I can to help with the, for the to make the fan experience better. Um, this is this is me being right up front. I'm not out to pull another one of Doug Rafferty pranks, and Lord knows I've done plenty of them through the years. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm on the up and up with this one. Well, well good that's... to hear, and you know, I, I hope that you follow through with it. You know, I, honestly, uh, I, I've told you myself that you know, you, you do a heck of a good job on the heel side. And uh, making people hate you, but it, it'll be interesting to see where you go with this from here. So, uh, I mean, I, I've got pictures of you in a donkey suit. I'll, I'll be nice and not show them, <laughs> but you know, I, I wore that for Halloween one year. So, <laughs> <laughs> I. And they, they've uh, locked me in cages. I've been, um, you know, handcuffed. I don't know how many times. I mean, I've taken beatings. Um, I've flown through the air. I mean, cousin Clay clocked me back in July, and that kind of started me thinking. Going, you know what? Maybe I, I should go to the other side because some of these landings are starting to hurt. <laughs> so. Well and, well, and of course, Cousin Clay, you know, he, he's no longer Cousin Clay. He's Clay Jacobs or, you know, whatever he wants to be called. To be now. called now. Yeah, but, he's, but, he's reverted back to his old ways. Um, so, 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 more, so you come to the light, he goes, he to, goes the to the darkness. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like Bizarro World. Yeah. <laughs> and, and trust me, I, I'm more confused about this than anybody, you know, to to have the fans cheer me. And, um, yeah, it, it was that time, you know, uh, to, 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 uh, turn the tide, I guess you could say. And, uh, I've always been known and hardcore Hoss, you've heard me say it when I've called my shot, uh, people have won titles and, um, you know, ISP won the, the TV title. He won the heavyweight title. When I said, I'm calling my shot, he's winning the belt. So at this point, uh, I'm going to call the shot again. Some way, somehow, ISP is going to lose that title. 
And uh, I might be in somebody's corner when they do it. Well, that, well that, that'll be that'll... interesting to see. And uh, hopefully that you will do it. I know you have uh, managed several people who have held titles and been very successful. So um, do you guys have any more questions before we move on to the uh, next segment here? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. So, Mr. Rafferty, you're sitting here saying that anytime that you point like Babe Ruth and you call your shot on a title, that then titles appear. Well, if that's the case there, Mr. Rafferty, then do me a favor. Go ahead and call a shot for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC Championship this Sunday, okay? I need that, I need that, that, that AFC, AFC Championship, championship title, title for you, all right? All right? I, I can't do that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I, I just can't do it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. That's tough. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> usually when I bet, you know, like this year, you know, for like the World Series uh, – uh, yeah, I bet for the Astros and uh, the Super Bowl last year. I bet it for the Chiefs, you know, so I'm on a winning streak. Hmm. Yeah, well, okay, well, that's, if that's the case, Mr. Rafferty, stay away from it then. Just stick to pro wrestling, what you know, what you're great at. It seems like that you call your shot in pro wrestling and you get that right. So just stay away from the Chiefs this year for me if that's the case. I mean, if you want to, I'll do a little voodoo on them, you know. There you go. There you go. Well, I do have one more question before I pass it off to Mr. Roberts over here. Um so it seems like that there's still some fans out there, Doug, that are maybe just a little bit skeptical. I mean, I know we've touched on it here, but is there anything else that you want to get out to those fans that are a little bit skeptical of the new leaf you've turned over? I know they're skeptical, but trust me, they got to trust me. It's going to take some time, but I guarantee it. They're going to like what I do in the future. Well, I hope well, so. I hope I'm so. going to be paying close attention to you there, Mr. Rafferty. And, you know, if you do us fans wrong, we're going to have to have you back on in a future episode, and you're going to have to answer for all this stuff that you said you were going to come through with, and if, and I'm really hoping you do. So, I, I'll be happy to come on even if I don't – even if I stay – with me staying a good guy, I, I'll be happy to come back on and answer any type of questions I have to answer. Spectacular. Spectacular. Well, I gotta tell you right now, I have one more question. We're talking about uh, things with uh, the guiding light, as you see here, Doug Rafferty. Now, now, Doug, I gotta ask you this real quick. Um, you've been around pro wrestling better part of two decades, and you mentioned earlier on in the interview that there may not be a lot of time left inside the uh, fame squared circle for you. What would you say if you could talk to the fans, heart to heart, here for a minute? What would what you? Would you hope that the fans would remember about the career of Doug Rafferty? That I was a combination of Captain Lou Albano and Bobby Heenan, that I worked my tail end off to entertain the fans. Um, I worked my, my tail off in the ring as a referee. Um, that whatever I did, I was giving them 110%. When I stepped into that ring, whether I was a referee or as a manager, and hardcore hosts, you see me even work a wrestling match, you know, uh, wrestle a few, one or two times. Um, but I, I gave it, a, I gave it 110. percent And like I said, there's, like not, I said, much there's not much else that you can, can uh, 
look for when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Now, gentlemen, like I said, we have uh, Doug Rafferty here with us. Now, Doug, you're very familiar with what's going to be coming up here in just a minute. It's time for what's become a staple of the Wrestle Talk podcast. It's our shoot and shout segment, an opportunity to let you vent kind of what's on your mind. I know you've got a lot of things. You've always been a man who's very articulate, very knowledgeable about a wide variety of things. So what we wanted to ask you is if you would join uh, Sonny Money, Hardcore Hoss, and myself with this week's edition of the Russell Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Are you all right? Are you all right? Can vent a little vent bit? A little bit? Yeah, let's go ahead and vent. All right, Hardcore right, Hoss, you heard it. Let's go ahead away. and hit that music for this week's installment of the Shoot and Shout segment. All right, we're sitting here right now. Hardcore Hoss, everything going all right? Is it right now? It looks like he's kind of rocking out here. <laughs> everything seems to be okay. It's those technical gremlins, man. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just been it's been one of those things of where it seems like every time we've been getting a good a good roll going, and all of a sudden the technology doesn't want to cooperate here tonight. So you want to give it one more try, Hoss? Oh, did you not hear that? It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and if you interact, life's on contract. Your best bets to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. <laughs> There you go, Hoss. Now that was the time. That's what I was waiting for, man. We got to have that. We got to have the high spots music. I understand technical difficulties, but it is not a Wrestle Talk podcast on Tuesday night unless we have the music complete with it, my friend. So thank you for running that back for us. All right. Well, I'm glad that we got that worked out. So, <laughs> Sonny, why don't you go ahead and give us our first one, and uh, then we'll take it from there. Okay. No problem. I would love to start it off because this is something that I deal with each and every single day. For those who don't know, Sonny Money Mayo, besides being a master of knowledge in the world of professional wrestling, for my shoot job, I am a delivery driver. I am a truck driver. I have my CDL. So I'm out on the road all day, every day. And this is for all the drivers in this great nation we live in. Please. Use your blinkers. I drive a very big truck. It makes me crazy. I'm ready to get on top of the truck, drop a elbow like Rafferty hits on them wrestlers down there in West Virginia, and knock some people out. What you people don't understand is, is that big of a truck, it takes me that much that much longer to stop that thing. I'm not stopping some little four-door Nissan. No, I am stopping a big moving truck. It takes me almost the length of a football field to stop. So if you just merge over without your blinker, then again, as my boy Dak Draper says, shame on you. Use your blinker, folks. It's not that hard. You know, wow. you know what, Sonny? Somewhere Joe Lance has got to be smiling. I remember one of the first times we did the shoot and shout segment, and that would be something that would just – it just screams Joe Lance to me. And again, thank you for sharing that. I can see right now, I got a, I got a, a shout and a shoot here. 
And, and Hoss, I got to tell you right now, my my shout is for you. Technology's great when it cooperates. I don't know what's going on here tonight. We've run every test we can, and tonight things are just kind of rolling along at their own pace. And again, Hoss, you're doing an awesome job tonight. It's one of those things where technology's great when it cooperates. And, and I got to tell you right now, too, and, and for those that have been noticing here tonight, uh, uh, Doug, I got to tell you right now, it's really cool that you've joined us on the program, but you've also seems like you've been getting joined by a guest throughout the program as well. And I got to tell you right now, right now it, it, being, it, a, being an animal person, it really makes my day to see somebody who not only could be on the program, but as we see here, we're joined by man's best friend on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I couldn't be any happier. And thank you for not only representing pro wrestling, but representing those that are dog owners throughout the world. Thank you for making sure. I mean, I know it wasn't planned, but thank you for bringing your your dog to be a part of tonight's program as well. I really think it's an awesome thing. And two thumbs up from Luke Roberts on that one. Well, thank you. That that's uh, I'll give you a little better picture over there. That is uh, that is uh, Abby, doctor uh, two years ago um, under some crazy circumstances, and she's been with me and my uh, three other pets ever since. So. Uh, they're kind of like my family, you know. I'm divorced, and I don't have any kids of my own, so these pets are—they're uh, my family. And I tell you what, she's a uh, she's a uh, part coonhound, part lab. And I'll tell you what, she uh, she protects the house. Like <laughs> I could say that big time. Uh, all right, well, hardcore hoss, I'm gonna go ahead and turn things over to you for uh, your shoot and shout, and then we'll close things out with the segment tonight with our guest, Doug Rafferty, right here on episode 379. Hardcore Hoss, take it away. Uh, let's see here. So many different things that you can complain about. Uh, let, let's go with this one. One thing that I absolutely hate is people who sit there and say, I hope it snows. <laughs> you probably are saying that because you don't have to shovel it or you don't have to go out here and drive in it to go to work, or you get paid to sit on your couch and miss time from work. Those of us who either have to shovel it or don't get paid when we miss time from work and can't sit on our couch and just watch it snow, it's not so fun for us. <laughs> so that's my shooting shout. All right, Hoss, thank you for that. I mean, I got to tell you, there's a lot of people here that are viewers of the WrestleTop podcast that would agree with you. I think our guest would agree with you on that, too. Um, Doug, we're going to go ahead and turn things over to you for your for your shoot and shout right here tonight on episode 379 of the WrestleTop podcast. Oh, just so you're, the record, yeah, I, I don't mind when it snows because I get to work from home. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> See, one of those who gets paid to stay on the well, now I, I have to go in another room, but I, uh, I I do get to sit on my ass all day, so uh, I will admit to that and get paid for it. Uh, one thing I will say, um, Hardcore Hoss, you know I'll wear a jersey every so often to ringside, and there are some fans, and even and this is the bad guy Doug coming out on me, that will say, well, kind of give me crap about a particular jersey, old school jersey I wear. They know nothing about the history of baseball. So those people that yell at me saying about my jerseys and stuff, please learn the history of the sport, and you'll see why I wear those those throwback jerseys. 
Well, that's well, awesome, that's awesome Doug. Doug. I got to tell you, I right, tell you right now, really, really cool, cool that, you that you represent the old the school jerseys. Uh, again, I know that I have a, a pretty extensive collection myself. And again, it's great to be acknowledging any of any of the sports that you are a jersey. As you can see right now, Sonny Money representing his his Kansas City Chiefs right here tonight. You're wearing your shirt today, supporting the World Series back in 1954. You want to share a little bit of info about that, Doug? Let our let our let our more info. Yeah, um, I'm a very old school guy. I mean, my all time favorite team was the 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I have t- I have a tattoo of Willie Stargell on my right leg, actually. Um, but the 54 Giants, uh, before they moved to San Francisco, they played in New York in an old place called the Polo Grounds. Yep. And um, if anybody knows the sport, knows that the 54 World Series, that was the year of game one of the catch that Willie Mays made in dead center field, a 483-foot catch. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really into the old-school New York Giants. I got replica – World Series rings from that particular team, um, several different jerseys. Um, I'm a big fan of the knuckleball. And uh, the very first knuckleball pitcher that made it into the Hall of Fame uh, was uh, Hoyt Wilhelm. So you'll see me wear some New York Giants jerseys with the number 49 on it because of that. So uh, that's where this T-shirt comes into play at. Uh, All about that old school 1950s baseball. Awesome. Like awesome. I said, like thank I said, you, Doug, for sharing that little piece of information. Again, you're you're never going to know what you're going to expect here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. You can talk pro wrestling. We could talk about old school baseball. We could talk about shoveling snow. All in the span of about ten minutes time. And again, that's something you kind of grow to expect here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, Doug, I know you're a very busy man. You're taking care of things. You're doing what you got to do. For those that want to know more about Doug Rafferty and follow you as you travel all throughout. The, the Mid-Atlantic area with the world of professional wrestling, how can they follow you on social media or on the web? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, uh, big presence on Facebook. Um, sometimes my page is not PG fun, <laughs> uh, family-oriented, but uh, you can follow me on Facebook uh, under Doug Rafferty. Uh, once again, you'll see a picture of uh, in my cover photo of Willie Stargell and stuff. Like I said, I am a big fan of his. Um, that's what I grew up on. So yeah, you can catch me on there. Uh, Twitter. I think I'm, I'm still on a ref raff on Twitter. Uh, I'm not too much on there as much, but I am on there. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you want to follow me, um, check me out on Facebook. I only charge nine 99 a day to uh, check my page out. Kids get your parents permission. If you don't whack them in the head. No, just joking. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you can check me out on Facebook and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm definitely a presence. I'll, I'll write back. I'll talk to you as whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, welcome to the, the visits. Well, well, Doug, I got well, to say, thank say you for coming, you on, the coming on the program. Again, you're always welcome. I know you've been on the program several times. You're a very loyal part of the WrestleTalk podcast family. And I got to tell you, from one man who's been in the wrestling industry as long as I have been to another, it's been my honor and privilege to hear some of the names and some of the great things you brought forward. And you know that you're always more than welcome to join us right here on the WrestleTalk podcast anytime you want. Thanks. And I do want to say one more thing, uh, and everybody out there, it was just announced here about a week or two ago. It's the 40th anniversary of the Rock and Roll Express. They are going to retire as a tag team this year. Uh, Robert's a pretty close friend of mine, um, and I've worked with Ricky multiple times and stuff like that. 
So if you guys, if anybody out there has not seen the Rock and Roll Express in person, please do. I mean, this is good. They're retiring from uh, tag teaming. And um, make sure you guys get out there to see those guys because uh, you're in for a treat with the Rock and Roll Express. Well, I can tell you right well, now, right now to the point here, I know uh, my good friend Herb Simmons had an opportunity to bring the Rock and Roll Express here to the uh, Belleville area just a couple months ago. And having an opportunity to see Ricky and Robert, I remember, and you brought up uh, the areas like in Florida and Georgia Championship Wrestling, and having the opportunity to see in that mid-80s, the Rock and Roll Express were the team. I mean, that was one of those where when you would see them, their matches against teams like the uh, – uh, Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev. And I mean, I, I could go on for hours. The Horsemen, countless different wrestling tag teams. They are one of those tag teams. Midnight Express is another one that pops into mind. A tag team that defined tag team wrestling. And again, if you do get an opportunity, I echo that 100%. Check out the Rock and Roll Express. They've been around a long time. They just won, what was it, a year ago? They were the NWA World Tag Team Champions again. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, nine times. And, uh, like I said, two good, two very good guys. Um, uh, I consider Robert like family to me and stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, just, yeah. If anybody gets a chance and wants to see really good old school story uh, storytelling, make uh, sure you check out the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, WDWA's got a show coming up on uh, what is that? Because February twelfth yeah. at the Rankin yeah. Fitness Center. Yeah, uh, I'll be also um, at. I'm sorry, Rankin Fitness Center is where a CPW Championship Pro Wrestling is going to be. WDWA is going to be at in Win or at Martinsburg on Winchester Avenue at Custom Creations on the 12th. CPW on February 5th. That's going to be my birthday. Make sure everybody comes out and see that sees that wrestling. Shane Shadows has a great show um, with the main event. Um, Bill Bain and Reggie Collins for the main event. Uh, there's going to be a battle royal tag team match and. Um, uh, like I said, come out. It's going to be my birthday. I'm not offended if you give me cash or presents. Trust me. Uh, especially cash. Uh, they say money can't buy happiness, but give me 50 bucks and watch me smile. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, definitely come out and see those shows. They got some good old school pro wrestling, and uh, I'm just glad to be part of it. All right, well, ladies All right. and gentlemen, once again, Russell Talk Podcast is honored and privileged to have Doug Rafferty on the program. Doug, thank you again for coming on the program, and definitely look forward to having you on later on this spring. We got a lot of great wrestling. Maybe, maybe we should just have like an episode of Doug Rafferty stories from all across the globe and all the different matches you've been in. That would be a definitely something I would very much enjoy, and I know a lot of the listeners would as well. Yeah, um, I, I'd be glad to do it because, uh, I mean, there's some matches I've been part of. There's been stuff I've been part of that uh, <laughs> some of the stories you wouldn't believe if you if you weren't part of them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Well, 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 thank you for coming on the program. We look forward to having you back here on the podcast. Guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Doug Rafferty here on the WrestleTalk Podcast, episode 379. Guys, I got to tell you, that was awesome. I am just so pumped up right now. That was a great interview. If you make it a point, follow Doug on social media. He's a great guy, a lot of great stories. Sonny, what would you take from that? Man, awesome. Very, very awesome. Um, I When I knew he was coming on the show, I went ahead and already added him on Facebook a couple weeks ago. He is still charging me 99 cents a day to be his friend on there, and he is sharing a whole bunch of Pittsburgh Pirates, Willie Stargill, stats, so on and so forth. But you know what? In all seriousness – 
This interview was great with him. I'm glad the guiding light came on the Wrestle Talk podcast and blessed us with his presence and his knowledge and all these years of managing and being a referee in this great business that we get to talk about. So awesome interview. I'm so glad I got to be a part of that, man. And I got to tell you right now, again, Russell Talk Podcast Media Department working overtime this past week at Haas. I got to give you a shout out too, man. You are a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information with this past interview. Uh, talking about WDWA, I mean, that's one of the more regular promotions in your area. And, and big props to you for helping get that all taken care of. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy the shows that they put on. They really do a heck of a job there. And uh so it's always a pleasure when I get to talk to people from there. You know, they, they're they all, no matter how they are in the ring, they're all a heck of a nice guy outside. I don't think I've met anybody that I really would say that they were a real jerk or that I disliked outside the ring. So, well, like I said, that was a great first interview. Like I said, we've got Adam Pena coming on here in just a couple minutes. We also, before the show ends tonight, you're going to hear from Hardcore Haas, Sonny Money, and Luke Roberts about our predictions for the Men's and Women's Royal Rumble for 2022 right here in St. Louis this Saturday. You can get your tickets at the America Center or, or the Dome, uh, or you can get your um, your viewing experience on through Peacock. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined – Adam Pena, he's ready to rock and roll. We're going to get things going here. I know Sonny's fired up. So is Hardcore Hoss. We're going to get things going. We're going to take about a 60-second about a break, a little more, a little less, and we're going to come back right here with more great wrestling talk right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Please stay tuned. Make a make a back to this. Make a make a back to this. With a chicken, no breakfast. If you ain't a hustler, you might not get this. Eyes wide open, even though we sleeping. Had to get up to your face, you know, creeping. But you gotta be from my town just to know that. All brand new, no need for a throwback. Tell me where you're from, but don't be dumb. Didn't even know it, but they said that I won. I will keep grinding, no rewinding. I will ace life like it's one big assignment. Young Max Saga, hotter than lava. Never tripping on them haters, cause they ain't hotter. Was a hustle, I swear I'm just like Girl, put your titties in my face, that's why I like Hey, big heads, but I love big faces My enemies victorious, I already taste it Got to Trying to get it when it comes to that important shot I gotta hit it cause I'm close baby Young Ritz, he's way too much lately with the mania Feeling crazy, you know what's up baby Casey's the place where I'm at Where they get hit with the mag, they get stabbed in the back I go through the long walk, link up with the pack Eating up fucking beans like they some type of snack And then I hit the club, see the people moving I be chasing paper while some people still snoozing If you ain't winning, must mean you're losing That's taking health and that's something I ain't doing I'm a straight winner from Medina, you should know that From the killer city, so you know I gotta show that Do the cush passes, break it down and roll that Trying to get some racks after that, get some more racks Got to get some Got to get 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Let's go ahead and get uh, everybody back in here and get going for the second hour. Yeah, baby. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's keep this thing going. That well, first hour was great, and I, I'm ready for the second hour, man. Well, Sonny, I got to tell you right now, I know for a fact this second interview is going to be one. I've had an opportunity to hear of this gentleman on a couple of occasions. I know that you've had a lot of dealings with our next guest. So if you'd be so kind, do you want to go ahead and take care of the formal introduction of our, our next guest? No, absolutely. Uh, he's a guy who's coming to us out of the great state of Kansas, a guy who's been in this professional wrestling business since 2015. He has been the promoter of Prairie Championship Wrestling, and now the new promotion coming out that I'm ultra excited about, United Underground Championship Wrestling. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Is he ready, Hoss? Is he backstage? Is he ready he, to roll? He's ready to roll. So well, let's, ha let's have it on here. Ladies and gentlemen, for the second hour in the Wrestle Talk podcast, Mr. Adam Pena. Adam, hey, evening, what's up, good guys? Evening, good evening, good evening. What's going on, Adam? How are you, brother? Hey, man, I'm ready. Just like I told you last night, I'm ready to do this. Absolutely, man, absolutely. And I've been looking forward to it, man, since it's been announced that you were coming on this show. This is what I've been looking forward to the most. And and no offense to Doug Rafferty there. That's John Haas's more or less expertise in his area, and he was a great interview, and I know you're going to continue to follow up. So welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. I know this is your second time on in a matter of uh, about 15, 20 weeks, but I'm glad to have you back yep. on here, man. It's it's so great to have you on. Hey, man, glad to be back on. Like I said, I had a blast last time. Looking forward to tonight as well. Awesome. Well, before I get started on my questions and, and we chop it up here, uh, Luke or John, do you guys want to start this thing off? Do you guys have any questions for Adam or anything you guys like to hit on? Well, well, right now, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here, Sonny. I know that, Adam, you were on the program a few months ago, and welcome again. Welcome back to the program. For those who weren't able to catch your first interview just a few months ago, can you uh, give us a little bit about your background in professional wrestling, how you got involved in the world of professional wrestling? Absolutely, absolutely. Man, so back in uh, – I, I came from the bar scene. I was into music, all that. You know, who doesn't love good music? So back in 2014, I started a company called Signature Sound Entertainment. With Signature Sound Entertainment, I was responsible for bringing live entertainment here to Hutchison, Kansas. That's how it started. And then it just blew up like a wildfire. I was booking bands in Hutchinson, Wichita, Salina, Newton, Garden City, Dodge City, all over the state. And uh, once I got to doing that, I, I brought a few partners on to, to kind of help carry the workload. And when I did that, I found out I got a little bit of free time. So uh, being who I am, I'm always looking for my next project, always looking for something to, to keep me busy and, and keep me working. And so being a lifelong wrestling fan, I thought, you know what? Let's dip our toe in the water a little bit. Let's see what we can do with this. So I hooked up with a few uh, different promoters in the area. Some were good. Some were learning experiences. I won't say bad. I'll say learning experiences. Um, so I started off. Being a music guy and a sound guy, I was running sound for some of these promotions. I was a sound tech. Um, and then I moved into 
to the production side. I was helping there. Um, I started slowly working my way onto an on-screen character. Uh, I started managing a few guys that, that I took up to the top. And then uh, I wanted to, to run my own. I wanted to do my own thing. And so I kind of branched off with some people. That's when I met uh, Billy Simmons with XWE. We linked up. We started chopping it up. We're like, you know what? At that time, there was a lot of dissension in Kansas. Uh, I'm sure you guys see it in various other states as well. You know, every promoter's, you know, at each other's throats. And we're like, you know what? We can do better than that. We don't need to work against each other. Let's work together and make this thing as big as possible in the state of Kansas. And so Billy and I linked up. Billy was doing his thing in Salina with XWE. I was doing my thing at that time. We started off in Newton, Kansas uh, with PCW. And then I said, you know, we got to come back home. We got to come back to Hutch. It's where I live. It's where I lay my head. And I knew that there was a market here for pro wrestling. And I just had to bring it to them and give them something they've never seen before. And that's exactly what I did. Well, I got to tell you right now, that sounds like a lot of stories. But, I mean, again, you get a lot of great information going from the band world. And, and again, for, for my home promotion, we've had events where we've actually run events at bars and other establishments. And, again, the two scenes are very similar in nature. And, and again, seeing that connection and seeing that fire in you, I mean, when you when you sit there and you talk about how excited you are about professional wrestling, it definitely lights a fire in a lot of people's hearts when it comes to professional wrestling. Now, my, my other question before I send it over to Sonny Money, um, my question is this. Um, you've been around wrestling now for about six, seven years. What would you say thus far has been the – most memorable experience that you've had being in the world of professional wrestling thus far? That's a very, very easy one. So, you know, I've got the chance throughout the years to work with, you know, some of the best talent, the Midwest, and even further, you know, all the way down to Florida, California, New York. We had a show in April that we brought people from all over the state. It was a two-night event, AIWF showcase event. And literally, we had a locker room of like 100 guys. And literally, state to state, everywhere they came from. And again, I've got a chance to work with some names out there, Abyss and some others. But I'll tell you, my most memorable moment, and she already knows I was probably going to mention this, and Drake probably doesn't know, but I wanted to do an intergender match. It was something that they tried to do in Salina, and the crowd just hated it. They did not love it whatsoever. And so when I said, you know what, I'm going to do an intergender match right here in Hutch. Everybody was like, bro, really? <laughs> you, you, this is not going to go well. And right. I said, trust me, just watch, just watch. And so I put, booked Drake Gallows and Stormy Renee. And I don't know if I talked about this last time, but that match tore the freaking house down. At first, the first like 10 seconds, the crowd's like, uh, what's going on? But then those two in the ring together, money. They delivered a good 10, 15-minute match that to this day, and that was probably two two years ago that that ha match happened. To this day, I still hadn't had anything quite like that that just got me like, okay, this was the right move. This was the right choice. The crowd loved it. The back loved it. It was just – the perfect storm, the perfect recipe, the perfect storm. But it was the perfect storm of a match between Drake Gallows and Stormy Renee. And now each time I'm looking at something, I'm like, how can I make that same moment? How can I capture that lightning in a bottle again? 
Well, I can tell you right now, Adam, and again, you mentioned two names, Drake Gallows, and I had an opportunity. Uh, well, Sonny, you might be better with the dates here. It was now about a year and a half ago, having an opportunity to, to work on a couple of events with Storm Your Name. If you haven't had an opportunity to see either one of them inside the squared circle, you are definitely missing out. They are two phenomenal in-ring competitors. Uh, I remember the, the one time I had an opportunity to be in the ring, it was her and uh, Brene, who is now a part of the NXT roster. Yep. And like I said, right now, again, both of them phenomenal in-ring competitors. Now, I'm going to turn things over to my broadcast colleague, Sonny Money, because he's got a lot of stuff to talk about. I know there's a lot of brand new stuff that you're going to be sharing with the viewers of the podcast here tonight. So, Sonny Money, I'm going to turn things over to you. Well, I appreciate that, Luke. So, uh, Adam, I got to ask you, man, because I didn't even know about that intergender match. That is pretty amazing. You know what? And for them not to take to water on that intergender match – uh, the first time around, but for you to bring it back to your hometown of Hutch and, and have two great talents like that and Drake Gallows and Stormy Renee, just on that match alone, I got to ask you, did Drake Gallows hold up to the moniker? Did Drake go over? <laughs> uh, Drake did go over. Oh, Drake, yeah. uh, ended, Drake ended that night by putting Stormy Renee through a table. Oh, no, man. Man, I've had the opportunity to make my way out there on the other side of the state of Kansas. Obviously, I'm here in Kansas City, so it's a good two- or three-hour drive for me. But you know what? Every single time, the drive is worth it. I'm always entertained. And whether it's I'm out there ring announcing for XWE or just being a fan and losing my voice, I have a blast every single time I go out there to XWE or anything affiliated with the KWA. And that's kind of where I want to lead to next here, Adam. Um, you know, when, like you said in the beginning of this interview, um, when you got into this business, you know, it is not a normal thing in the professional wrestling business for promoters in the same state to get along with each other or uh, be cohesive and work together. So that is something that is real refreshing here. I just want to kind of get a little bit more on that there with you. I mean, was that something that you were expecting when you got into this business to be cohesive with Billy and all the other promoters in the great state of Kansas? Or were you expecting a little bit of rebuttal from them guys? You know, much like, well, in, in this business, you guys know, it's kind of a, um, it's, it's a well-protected club. Yep. And so when I first came up with the plan of, okay, I'm going to run my own promotion. At that time, I had you know some time under my belt, but it's not easy for a promoter to just step in and do the damn thing. And so I knew about Billy, and I had actually been talking with Billy's uh, brother, Chris the Voice. And Chris was like, "Look, Adam, if you're going to do this, you got to talk to my big bro. He'll help you. He'll be there. You know, let me arrange a sit down." I said, "You know what? Let's do that." So one night. Billy, Chris, myself, we all met up at the Rusty Needle here in town, had a few drinks. We chopped it up. I laid out my plan. He asked me just point blank, what, what are you going to do? What, what's your intention? You know, there's other promotions in this area. What's going to make you stand out above all the others or at least make them take notice? And so I laid out my plan, my, my vision that I had. I said, I'm going to do something totally different. And he's like, well, do you know how this goes? You being a wrestling fan, if you try something different, they could shit on it right away, and that's it. You're done before you get started. Absolutely. I said, you know, that, that is absolutely correct. I said, but trust me, you know, being a, a lifelong fan, watching it on TV, going to all the events I could in the area, 
You know, I was like, I'm not judging any promotion. Each promotion had their own little niche market. You know, as, as the saying goes, different flavors of, of ice cream. Every not everybody likes vanilla. Some like Rocky Road. Some yep, that's like Robbins, baby. That's thirty one flavors. That's why you got thirty one flavors. Exactly. You know what I mean? I said so. What we can do is what I got in mind is going to be different than what you're doing. It's going to be different than what they're doing. I said it's going to be a little bit more edgy, and it was that way. And then I I did have to tone it down a little bit because then I started realizing, okay. PCW is getting, getting some families in there. And, of course, you don't want to offend anybody. You want to make sure they keep coming back, buying tickets to each and every event. And yep. so I did what I wanted to do with PCW. And, and I'm still going to be doing it. But UUCW is a different case. Yeah, and that's what I was going to lead into in this next question here, man. That is something that I've been seeing on social media pop up. And when I first seen it, I, man, it, it intrigued me. Me, intriguing me because I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up with ECW. I grew up with their promotions and that style of the late 90s, early 2000s attitude era, that in-your-face wrestling. And now me having kids of my own, you know, I do like going to promotions like XWE like PCW, a promotion that I can take my kids to, and we're going to have a good time. And, yeah, it might be a little bit PG-13 at the most, but I also, in the same realm, am a 35-year-old man, and I want sometimes want to see some, you know, some chair shots and let some guys, let some cuss words fly here and there and, you know, just have that edge to it, man. So when you got into this business and you started PCW and, like you said, Man, we're starting here. Maybe we need to bring it down a little bit because we do have these kids in the audience. Now you're starting with UUCW, and you're going to be having your first show coming up February 5th here at the Temple Zone, correct? Yep, Temple Live in Wichita, Kansas. Temple Live in Wichita, Kansas. So overall with this thing, Adam, I mean, are you just going to be looking to bring that edge with UUCW that you really can't do with PCW? Absolutely. So UUCW is the dream child of um, myself and my partner, Stephen Anzo. Anzo uh, helps me in PCW. With UUCW, I've kind of let him off his leash. I'm like, do what you, you know, bring me everything. Because in PCW started off, you know, all me. Um, UUCW, it's a partnership. And we both have the same vision. We both have the same goal. And when I told him, hey, you know what? Because we, we had been talking about this for a, a couple months. Towards the end of uh, last year, we were talking about maybe branching out a little bit, trying something on our own. And an opportunity came up where some people in Wichita came to us and said, hey, do you ever come to Wichita? And we said, well, no, you know, um, it, it crossed our mind, but nothing solid. And they put us in contact with the right people. We went, we sat down with these people. Uh, at the venue and we asked them what they wanted and what they had in mind. They, they just seen, you know, how successful and the rise of live wrestling has been over this last year. And they said, we want to try to bring some of that to our venue. And so we started just, and honestly, we were just throwing shit out there. We were thinking of some of the most extreme cases we could. We're like, would you guys be okay with this? Are you cool with this? They're like, we want an adult show. Here's the building. Do whatever the fuck you want. Literally, the line <laughs> out of his mouth. Do whatever the fuck you guys want. Hell yeah. And we looked at each other like, bet. Yeah. We're going to do this all the way. 
Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And you know that 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 twelve year old kid in me still going down to South Philly and going to the ECW arena, bro. I got goosebumps right now by you talking about that. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to be in the building for that, man. That's gonna be live. I'm just glad to see somebody in Kansas, and, and please, to everybody you out there in the comment section joining this live tonight on Russell Talk Podcast, please do not take this as a shot at anybody out there because there's so many great people in this industry, in the Midwest, and especially these promoters who hold it down, pack these buildings, entertain fans like me. But you know what, Adam? You're doing something different, bro. And for you to bring that edginess to the Midwest, because you know what? It ain't Chicago. It ain't Philly. It ain't L.A. It's not these hardcore wrestling towns, man. As much as I've been wanting it for so many years with Metro Pro here in Kansas City, with, you know, it's not even St. Louis. Like, I'm jealous of Luke Roberts because Luke Roberts has, has so many great promotions over there in St. Louis that have a little bit of that edge to them that Kansas City and really Kansas doesn't. Yeah, there's going to be some shows that a guy's going to go through a table or there's going to be a chair shot here and there. But you know what? Most of them shows is 90% family-oriented. And again, not taking those shots at anybody. I enjoy those shows. Those are shows that, you know, my wife will give me my balls, <laughs> take them out of her purse, <laughs> let me off the leash, and take the kids to. You know what I mean? But right. this is the wrestling fan right here that's excited about that, man. This is, this is what I want. So I know there's going to be not only me, but a line of people that are going to be lined up, ready to roll, amped up, ready for February 5th, bro. And I cannot wait, cannot wait for that, man. So major shout out to you on UUCW. Um, but Adam, something interesting here that I, you know, I kind of want to keep it bouncing here. You did say that PCW will still be going, correct? You will still be doing PCW shows? Yes. PCW is going to continue on. It will remain in Hutchinson. Um, and like I said, it, it's we got a core base here, and I don't want to abandon what we built with PCW over the last couple of years, uh, last four years, going on five years now with PCW. We've gotten to a point to where it's it's sustainable. It's 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 alive. It's walking. It was crawling. Now it's walking. And so that's why I felt comfortable to you know start putting some energy into this next thing, and and that's why I, I like it because again, there is some great great wrestling in the state of Kansas. You know, you got XWE and Salina. You got uh, WWX and Pratt, Larner, and those areas, you know. Um, you got traditional All-American Pro. I hope I didn't mess that name up. Sorry if I did fitness. Um, you got you got American Wrestling Revolution. You know, you got about four or five solid promotions in the state of Kansas. And, again, each of them brings something different. And yep. if I had to compare what we're going to be doing, you know, it, it'd be closer to what AWR has done. Uh, you know, they're a little bit, you know, still family friendly, but they're trying some other stuff. And like I said, with United Underground, we just wanted to, to let the chain off of ourselves and just let the, let the chain off of the athletes as well. You know, we got people like Sage Sin Supreme, the Deathmatch Queen out of California, the Pumpkin Queen. She's coming in. We got people, we got uh, Danny B, a phenomenal, phenomenal breakout star. She's growing so fast down in the Oklahoma and the Texas region, JK pop, them boys out of Colorado. Um, I mean, just the, the talent that we are bringing in from, you know, and they're not all hardcore deathmatch guys. You know, we got rim roar who obviously we know what that boy's all about. 
Um, you know, we, we wanted to add some variety, but again, we wanted something that really pushed the envelope a little bit more. And with this debut event, I firmly believe that when it's all said and done, there's going to be some people talk and it's, it's going to be positive. And, and I hope it catches on like wildfire so we could continue to run with UUCW and still do our damn thing with PCW as well. No, that's absolutely what I want to hear, man. And, you know, I'm sitting here on the UUCW page now. Um, again, that is February 5th, 2022, Temple Live Ballroom, uh, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, you got tickets for general admission, $20. That is a great price on the door, every, affordable for everybody. And then you also have general admission day of, $25 out there. So even then, that's still a great price for a great show. Man, I'm looking at this poster, and I'm seeing so many fire wrestlers on here. I, I wish – look, I know we're doing the podcast right now, and I'm having a blast doing this. But if it was up to me, I'd be getting in the car, and we're going to go hit that show up tonight. I'm ready for the bell to ring tonight on that, man. But, uh, no, Adam, th this is so great, and I'm glad to have you on. But I do want to pass it over to Luke, and I want to pass it over to my boy Haas here who just joined us. Uh, Haas, Luke, do you guys got some more things here you would like to bounce around with Adam? Well, I got to tell you right now, and I'm going to throw things over to Haas here in just a moment. Adam, you brought up something which I find very unique in the idea of where you talk about UUCW and being a little edgier, a little more off the chain, if you will, but you have your loyal fans in PCW. And I have to commend you because I know from being in the promotion that I am here in the St. Louis area, it's hard to keep one core base of, of wrestling fans, let alone having to kind of split between the two. It's not an easy thing to do. And I commend you for the effort that you're putting in. Um, one question I have, and I, I'm going to ask you with, with this, um, honest thought, if you, and we're, we're going to take the mind out of it here for a minute. Looking at UUCW, looking at PCW, top of your head, one wrestler you'd like to see come into both promotions and why? PCW? I'd say, and this is somebody that obviously a, a legend in this area, uh, somebody I think who would be a perfect fit for PCW, and we hadn't had the chance to work with, Jeremy Wyatt. Wow. That's wow. definitely a name that I'm very familiar Somebody, with. Yes. Uh, you know, PCW definitely, he, he would be a phenomenal fit. He'd be a phenomenal fit for either. But I think PCW would be a great spot, and he's been a name. Um, actually, uh, Matt and Mike Seidel, two other names we've talked about. Um, we do have connections with those guys, and it, it could be a possibility. UUCW. You know, with the theme we're going with that, I'd say Drexel. Yeah. You Hell know, yeah. since it's more of the, the hardcore deathmatch style. Yeah. Um, and another person that, that we have some connections with. Um, you know, and, and here's a funny thing. When I think of individuals that I would like to work with and bring in for either promotion, and again, nothing against those established names. Obviously, people show up to see them. But I want that one that's right there, right about to break into that next level. You know, those are the ones that I want to bring in. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, both those names are two 
very familiar. You talk about uh, Matt Seidel, the yoga monster, Mike Seidel as well. Two men that are very well known, not just in the, in the uh, Midwest, but throughout the world. And again, I want to give a shout out. I was sitting here checking on the chat. Uh, the Night Owl talking about taking the, the family over to Wichita to see UUCW taking place. I know he and Sonny Money talked about it. Also want to give a shout out to several other uh, people who've been on the program talking tonight. Uh, Herb Simmons from SICW has been on the program this evening. Uh, we've had our broadcast colleague Chris Rodell from Dynamo Pro. Uh, we've had our good friend Shaft has been on the program. We've got a lot of great people. Uh, Drew, uh, Drew's been on the program here tonight. A lot of people talking about UUCW as well as PCW and pro wrestling in general. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over here to our the man behind the boards, the man behind the curtain, if you will, Hardcore Haas. Haas, do you have anything that you want to ask? Uh, we've got Adam Pena right here, episode 379, New Beginnings of the WrestleTop Podcast. Uh, Hardcore Haas, do you have any questions you want to ask? Hold on one second here, Haas. We're having some – the technical issues are back again. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, Jeremy Carp is running around here somewhere right now. I'm telling you. Hey, Jeremy, much shout-out to you, bro. You know I love you, and that's why I give you the shit I do. But, yo, there's an Ethernet cable somewhere laughing at Hoss right now. Well, no, I have an Ethernet cable hooked, so uh, I don't know whether it's Jeremy or, you know, it, it could be that Dick Douglas guy, you know. That Dick. You guys, you got to watch it, though, because you know what happened the last time he was on the program. He caused all sorts of chaos. We don't want to mention his name because he may wind up appearing all of a sudden. Hoss, I'm going to throw things to you. I know you've got some questions for Adam as well here this evening. But yeah, we, we've talked about your transition and, and everything. Um, when you decided to start your promotion, what is the toughest thing that you incurred when trying to start your promotion? You know, back when I started PCW, the toughest thing, and, and I kind of briefly touched on it earlier, was working my way up to that point, earning the trust and and... I wouldn't say respect. I would say just earning the trust of those that you're going to work with. You know, they've, they've seen a lot, not just in Kansas, but, you know, all over the U.S., a lot of fly-by-night, shady-ass promoters, you know. Um, there's an individual here in Kansas that luckily <laughs> as a movement, we've stomped him out, but an individual here in Kansas that would book shows, book all this talent, sometimes even collect ticket money, and then boom! Dip out of town, never to be seen again, you know, running away like a bandit in the night. I don't mean to laugh at that because that shit ain't funny, man. That's taking a lot of people's time up, a lot of people's energy up. But you know what? I'm laughing because I know exactly who you're speaking of. And you know what? Do me the favor, Adam. We won't even say his name. His name ain't even worth a mention on uh, this dope-ass yeah, dope podcast. He's a bum. Everybody out there, fans, wrestlers, promoters in the state of Kansas, know who you're talking about right now, bro. So, hey, man, that's a big right there from Sunny Money Mayo. And if I catch him, boy, it's going to be – I'm going to throw that elbow on him real quick because that's some bullshit what he pulled. Absolutely. And I'm just there, man. There's a, You know, unfortunately, that's just part of the wrestling business. You're going to have some shady characters, not just promoters, but wrestlers, managers, valets, ring announcers, even fans, bro. You know what I mean? That's that's just the sad part of the, right. the, the wrestling business that we have to handle. Sonny shooting shot was yep. fast. Like I said, that that was the that was the, the biggest hurdle that you know a new kid on the block like myself had to overcome was they're like, How do we know you're not like him? And you know, I just thought I told him, look, work with me one time. 
by the time that show's over, at the end of the night, when you do get paid, and I'm not trying to jip you, and you see the, the overall project and how it went, then you're going to understand I'm a different cut. I ain't like some of these other jokers out there. I well, can we understand got, we that. We got the night owl naming names here. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, we got a couple questions here from the fans. Uh, one of them we have here from, of all people, the night owl contributing here, even though he's not with us physically here tonight. He has a question. What, uh, yo, Adam, what can you tell us about Caveman Rickles? <laughs> the big announcement that we dropped. So, you know, like I said, Anytime I do something or, or me and my team do something, we try to take it from here all the way to here. <clears throat> so we're trying to figure out what can we do that's going to get people talking? What can we do that's going to stir up the excitement more so than what we've already been doing with the, the promotion of it, uh, the promotion side of it? And so we talked to some people, you know, our, our inner circle, so to speak, and a name kept coming up because we're like, let's come up with a list of people, you know, not not even necessary wrestlers. Just let's come up with the name of people that we can work with that's going to elevate us. That's going to help build and establish our brand. And when it comes to Wichita, Kansas, in the fight world, there, there's one name. There's a couple names, but there's one name that really stands out, and that's Caveman Dave Rickles. And so we're like, you know what? Let's holler at him. And we knew Rickles is a huge wrestling fan. Anybody that's ever seen the man fight, when he comes out, he just needs to make the, the switch. Because he's got the, the, the look. He's got the persona. You know, homeboy's ready to go. So we, you know, got his number, sent the idea out to him. He's like, you know what? I got to look at my schedule. He goes, literally, his words were, I live my life two weeks at a time. Because <laughs> within those two weeks, if I got a fight, I'm going into training mode. We're going to work on getting ready for that next fight. And so we waited actually <clears throat> a little bit to hear back from him to confirm. But then finally, we just got a random text message. Bet, I'm in. Let's do this. And right then and there, we knew we had something. And it, it, it took a lot of willpower not to let that information out right away. <clears throat> Excuse me. We had to sit on that for about a month. And anybody that knows me knows once I'm ready to go, it's fucking showtime. Full speed ahead. Let's go. I, I'm going to let all. If, if it was up to me, and my partner will attest to this, if it was up to me, I'd drop the whole card, match card, right then and there in one day. He's like, bro, we got to spread it out. We got to <laughs> tease them a little bit. Give them a little bit here, a little bit here. I was like, no, man, let's go. Let's give them everything. <laughs> and, you know, after I calmed down a little bit, you know, I, I come back to my senses. But, yeah, having Dave Rickles there, that's going to be something very, very special. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to go ahead. We got another question from the uh, listeners here of the program this evening. We're going to go ahead and change that from a question from Renee to Susie Haas. And I think this one's going to be a little bit outside the box for you here, Adam. If you weren't in wrestling, what would you be doing? Easy, easy. You know, I got other than, than my family and, and friends, there's, there's two loves in my life, and we've already kind of touched on it, music and wrestling. Um, I, if I wasn't this, I'd be back probably looking into purchasing my own music venue. And that's actually still on the radar. If I could find the right location that could accommodate both live music, comedy, and pro wrestling, 
I'd snatch that building up. I get you right now. That's a, that's a, a great combination. You're a very uh, almost like a utility building of things that could use a variety of different things. Now we have a. Uh, Renee throwing uh, some uh, a shout out here as well on the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening. Now you talked about being a pro wrestling fan, and we're getting close to one of the most important parts of the show each and every week. But I want to ask you right now. We're going to kind of do a quick roundtable here. We're going to step away from UUCW. We're going to step away from PCW here for a minute. This Saturday, about what would you say? About three and a half, four hours down the road, Sonny. From from the greater Kansas City area, yeah, just I just I seventy uh so so that way that way like from where <laughs> I'm sitting right now yeah I seventy that way about well it's about four hours from Kansas City to St Louis but when Night Owl's behind the wheel which he usually is on wrestling road trips <laughs> he don't let me drive because 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 I start singing Sinatra and he don't want to hear me sing and drive and all that so he's got to drive. And he kind of makes me shut up in the passenger seat. So it's about three hours when night owls driving. But, yeah, yeah, you're catching the drift there, Luke. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to ask here. This is going to be a quick roundtable discussion here. This weekend, we start the road to WrestleMania. We start with the Royal Rumble. And, gentlemen, right now as I was looking at things, uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, 21 wrestlers have been announced, covering a wide variety of different wrestlers from past, present, and future, from inside the promotion and outside of the promotion. I'm just going to ask you right now, gentlemen, who do you think walks out of the Women's Royal Rumble as this year's winner? And, Adam, since you're the guest, I'm going to have you start off. Who do you think walks out the winner of this year's Women's Royal Rumble? I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here and say it's going to be a, a return. Oscar. Wow. Wow. I, I could see that. I really could. Wow. I mean, we haven't seen anything from Asuka in a while. And, and again, a great a great pick there. Hardcore Hoss, right now going to put you, on, put you on the clock. Who do you think walks out the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble? You know, I've heard a lot of rumors. And, uh, you know, I can see where some of them may be true. And so I'm also going to go with the return and go out on the limb of a rumor I've heard. And if Ronda Rousey returns, I believe she takes it. Ooh. Yeah. Staying, staying on the returns, we have Asuka winning the Royal Rumble. We have Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble. I'm going to go on a limb for another return as well. My prediction, Bailey wins the Royal Rumble. Whoa. Yeah. Yo, that would be big, Luke. Now, 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 Money, you've had three great ideas here as to who could walk out the winner of the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble. Who do you think walks out of Victor? Well, I'm choosing this one because um, I'm a dirt sheet reader. I'm a, I, I am a religious dirt sheet reader. And no, no, not always right. But I still read them, all right? It's kind of like the National Acquire when I'm in, you know, that the, the grocery store. I got to pick it up and read it, you know, even even though I know it's not true half the time. But so according to the dirt sheets, this person actually got offered a contract by AEW and was offered a main event program with Britt Baker, and she turned it down so she could stay with her home company. And I'm talking about Lita. I think Lita's going to win this Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania and have a championship match. 
Wow, four great answers here. We had a couple people say things here. Uh, we had one mention Alexa Bliss as well. Um, a lot of a lot of great uh, options here when it comes to the women's Royal Rumble, uh, and we are going to talk about the men's Royal Rumble here in just a second. But we did have one more question uh, brought out here. We're going to go back and and put the the wrestling of, of PCW and UCW uh, back to the forefront here for just a minute. Uh, Adam, a question that we had from one of our listeners. If somebody was wanting to work for either of your promotions, what would you recommend uh, as advice for someone that would want to work for PCW or UUCW? You know, it's depending on, on what side you're looking at. <clears throat> you know, if you're looking at like, like the production side of it, um, you know, just like any other Resume, come, come prepared. Show me what kind of material you got. Make sure it's, it's top quality or, you know, the best of your ability. We, we have a, a pretty solid team that helps do our production, and we're always looking to grow. Uh, the great thing about our team is they all help each other out. You know, that we got one guy that's kind of the overall uh, production leader. That's my partner, Steven Anzo, and he, he's, got, he's got the eye. He sees things that, that I say most people don't see. You know, when he's behind that camera, he catches all the right angles. And so, again, production sites, just come right. You know, if you're looking to be um, in the ring, you know where it always starts. Make sure you got some proper training. Uh, make sure you, you, you go to a credible school, not some guy that just tosses something out in his backyard with, you know, <laughs> some plywood planks and stuff like that. You know, get – Proper training. There's a lot, depending on where you're at, there's a lot of credible, credible schools in the Midwest. Um, I know Magnum's not training anymore, but up in Nebraska with Jason Strive, um, heard nothing but great things. I've never worked with Strive personally. Um, we had an opportunity to, and things just kind of fell through. Um, you got, you know, several schools out there, I believe in Missouri, correct? Yeah, you got Dynamo Pro. Um, you've got several others as well. Uh, yeah. I do know for those in the Iowa area, you could be looking at the uh, Black and Brave Academy. Yep. Uh, a lot of great schools here. And again, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Adam. That again, the training and the knowledge and sitting under the learning tree, as you would say, is a great thing here. And speaking of the learning tree, we're going to learn a little more here from all of our get all of our hosts and our guests here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and change it back out. As we see here, one more last-minute comment. Bianca winning it back-to-back. -back. First woman to win two Royal Rumbles. We could see That'd that. Be, well. That would be pretty sweet, bro. I would I would, I would pop for that one, too, with well. Bianca to be a, a two-time winner, man. I could see that as well. Now, gentlemen, we got to go look at it this way. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble. And I couldn't believe it when I looked this over earlier today. They've announced 24 of the 30 competitors already. And this time we're going to work in a different direction. We're going to put Sonny Money on the clock first. Sonny, we got 24 names already Whoa. there. I got to ask you, who do you think wins the men's Royal Rumble and makes that beginning of the journey on the road to WrestleMania? Okay, so I'm dead honest in this answer. I'm not saying it to be cool or shock value or anything. This is something I truly believe. And tonight, getting in preparation for this show, I was doing a little bit of reading on the Royal Rumble, and I came across an article of potential five possible returns or surprise entrances in the Royal Rumble. And the last one caught my ear, caught my eye, had me thinking here, and I think it is a real possibility if WWE wants to keep 
on the trend that they're going on, which is upwards, and wants to shake some things up, have Bray Wyatt return and win it. That's who I'm going with, man. I'm going with Bray Wyatt in this one. Wow, that's a that's a, that's one I, I I wouldn't see coming. You know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw mine out here, looking at things, and I know that there's gonna be some people that are gonna joke about Johnny Knoxville winning the Royal Rumble <laughs> and going to WrestleMania. I'm gonna tell you right now, to me, my odds on favorite to win it, Damian Priest. Wow, he's gotten a lot of a lot of good reactions as of late. I think he's been a very solid U.S. champion. Um, I think right now it's an opportunity for him to be moving forward. I think he's right now. I think his time is his time is quickly approaching. Uh, Hardcore Hoss. You know the the thing of it is some of the dumb things WWE's done lately. I could almost see them letting Johnny Knoxville win it. But uh, uh, that's not who I'm going with. <laughs> no, please, no. No, 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 no. I hope they don't, man. I really don't. I really don't hope they don't. I hope they don't let Knoxville win. As much of a jackass mark I am and a Knoxville mark I am, and you know, that that was that was my teenage years right there was jackass. Uh I don't think that would be good publicity there. I just don't. So <laughs> so but uh yeah, honestly, um, I think AJ Styles takes it. Well, you know, one name that was brought out here too, and it kind of reminds me of our discussion about the women's uh, Royal Rumble, a name that was brought into our chat, John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. It's a possibility. I mean, there are still six names out. I mean, another name that I'm surprised Sonny hadn't mentioned earlier on, some people were saying if we have Mickey James, could we see Nick Aldis in the Royal Rumble? That would be, yeah, that would be very cool. That would be very cool. I would pop for that one majorly as a fan to see some uh, Nick Aldis there. Arguably, at least in my book, one of the greatest NWA champions of all time. I could agree with you there. Now, Adam, you've heard a lot of great things here. I'm going to throw it to you. Who do you think walks away the winner of the 2022 Men's Royal Rumble? Man, honestly, Sonny stole mine. I really think, if you look at it, out of all the wrestlers that have been released, you always hear some chitter-chatter about them. Either they're out there talking on Twitter or whatever. We haven't heard hardly anything from Bray since he's been released. You know, he's dropped a few cryptic messages on Instagram, but that's been it. I really think they're going to bring him back. But since Sonny took him, I'm going to go with another shocker. Not really a shocker. I think it's something that people could see happening. Romans ran through everybody. So now, time to bring in Big Cuz, The Rock. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Ooh. That yo, set up that, that way. Yo, I don't know what it's called now, Luke, and please, no disrespect, go ahead and correct me, but the Edward Jones Dome in St. Louis, that dome would pop off if The Rock showed up, bro. I would agree with you here. I would definitely agree with you. Well, like I said, right now here, gentlemen, we're getting close to that point in time. And actually right now, uh, for those that follow us on Blog Talk Radio, uh, again, we're going to be getting ready for those follow us on the website as well. We're getting ready to go into overtime here with Adam Pena. Now, Adam, I know you've been on the program before. And as you know, tonight is Sonny's first opportunity to be a guest host. I shouldn't say a guest host, a a full-time host. On the Wrestle Talk podcast. There we go. And I want to ask you tonight if you would be willing to participate 
and the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Your opponent this evening would be the one, the only, the man who's dusting off his shoulders. I wasn't going to go that far, Sonny. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Sonny Money Mayo is accepted the Jamma tonight. Are you up for that tonight, Adam? All right. Man, well, I'll do. I'll do my best. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead here. John, I'm keeping my fingers crossed here that we can get this all taken care of and ready to go. Let's go ahead and hit that music for this week's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. All right, just, just for the record, too, I don't think I've ever seen anybody dance to the Game Show Challenge theme like that, Sonny. <laughs> so I, I think that's a, that's a new one to add to the list. But all right, now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls, with our contestants being Adam Pena and the newest member of the WrestleTalk Podcast broadcast team, Sonny Money Mayo. In a few moments, I'm going to ask you three questions about a particular wrestling topic. When you think you know the answer, shout out your answer. Tonight's category, in honor of the Royal Rumble taking place this coming Saturday night, is entitled Going the Distance. I will give you historical information about three professional wrestlers who have wrestled for over an hour in a single Royal Rumble match. When you think you know who I'm talking about, shout out your answer. The first to win two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. All right. Uh, Adam, are you ready? Ready. All right. Sonny Money, you've been dancing. You've been you've been kind of moving and grooving all night. You ready for this? Yo, I've been ready, man. Yo, I, I, again, shout out to, to the our, our first guest, Mr. Rafferty. Shout out to Adam Pena. But this is one of the things that I've been looking forward to the most also. Adam, nothing but love, brother. Great interview. But don't sing it. Bring it. Let's go, bro. Here we go. Let's get this thing rocking. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Question number one. This wrestler has held championships in the original ECW, WCW, and the WWF slash WWE. He lasted for 60 minutes in the 2017 Royal Rumble. Most recently, he was the first AEW world champion. Chris Jericho. And Sonny Money is on the board <laughs> one to nothing over Adam Pena. Now, fired it all. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's, he's on all cylinders today. Uh, at this point, Sonny, are you ready for question number two? I'm absolutely ready. Adam, you ready, bro? Let's go. All right. Question number two. This professional record wrestler has the record for the longest time in a traditional Royal Rumble match. In 2006, he lasted 62 minutes to win the Royal Rumble. He went on. Ray Mysterio. Adam Pena on the board. One oh. to one. The rest of the question is he wanted to win the world title against Randy Orton and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 22, and he'll be competing this year alongside his son, Rey Mysterio, tying up the contest at one-to-one. -one. Now, gentlemen, 
It's time for our tiebreaker question. I will tell you, this is not a long question. So you're going to have to make sure you are fully prepared. Adam, are you ready? Let's go. Sonny, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go, man. Hardcore Hoss, are you ready? I am ready. And just remember this. If it is a close one, the judge takes bribes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With that being said, we're going to move on to question number three. This wrestler has held countless championships in the WWF slash WWE. Also, in the 2006 Royal Rumble, he entered at number two and lasted for over an hour, but did not win the match. Presently, he is in the role of Executive Vice President of Global Talent and Development for the WWE. Name him. Shawn Michaels? Incorrect. Kane? (laughs) Both of you are incorrect. Now, now, Mr. Mr. Hardcore Hoss, I don't recall ever having a situation where both have gotten it incorrect. Have you recalled that? I do not recall that either. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to give you an answer, the the answer to that question was Triple H. Oh. Oh. But that's okay. The media media team and our wonderful staff has a tiebreaker question. As many people are well aware, the Royal Rumble is a historic match because it allows for 30 wrestlers to compete. There have also been Royal Rumbles in which more than 30 wrestlers have competed. If you take all Royal Rumbles into consideration, this wrestler lasted the longest in a Royal Rumble. Most presently, he made his return to professional wrestling in AEW and is married to Brie Bella. Name him. Daniel Bryan. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's winner of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge by a score of two falls to one, Sonny Money Mayo. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point in time, uh, also just to let you know, I went back to the uh, to the media team who was uh, kind of taking notes on this. And right now, as it stands, there were some records made by this particular episode of the world uh, famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. But again, it will go down in the record books as Sunny Money Mayo getting the victory. Now, Adam. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming back on the program. You have been a great interview. You've given us a lot of information about PCW, about UUCW. For those that would like to know more about either promotion, upcoming events, or your social media, can you go ahead and share that with the uh, viewers? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on Facebook, it's simple. Prairie Championship Wrestling, United Underground Championship Wrestling. Check out on YouTube, PCW Kansas. Uh, UCW doesn't have a YouTube yet. We will shortly. Uh, check us up on the Instagram, uh, PCW Kansas for PCW. And for UUCW on Instagram, we are United Underground. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our honor and privilege again. Adam, thank you for coming on the program. We are looking forward to, I know I was talking with uh, Renee earlier this evening. We're looking forward to having you come on later on um, in the year. I know there's going to be a lot of great things coming up with both promotions. We want to say thank you for coming on the program. Gentlemen, do you have anything else you want to share with Adam before we go ahead and let him go here this evening? Adam, thank you so, so much, brother. Again, as we discussed last night, um, this is my first official time co-hosting the Russell Talk podcast. And shout out to everybody involved with the Russell Talk podcast for giving me this opportunity. And thank you, Adam, for being one of the first guests that I had the pleasure of interviewing, man. It's been a great interview. I'm sorry for you catching that L in the game show challenge, bro. But no, in all seriousness, <laughs> man, thank, thank you so much. I cannot wait for the next PCW show, and I cannot absolutely wait for February 5th, Wichita, Kansas. I will be in the building. I will be one of the loudest people you see, hear, and feel in that building, man. And nothing but great blessings to you, your family, and everybody involved, man. Thank you so much for letting me do this interview with you tonight. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Pena from PCW and UUCW right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, tonight's program has been awesome. We've got Adam uh, who joined us here. We've got Doug Rafferty who joined us earlier on tonight. Guys, I got to tell you right now, any final thoughts on tonight's program? Just an absolute awesome program all the way around, you know. Two absolutely great guests, as we always have, and – the fans have been great with the comments tonight. They just keep them coming, and we thank them for that because, you know, without the fans, we wouldn't be here just, you know, just like our sponsors. So, you know, thank each and every one of them, and uh, we just look forward to more great shows and more great guests like uh, Doug and Adam. So, and Absolutely. I definitely will be uh, – uh, you know, we're already friends on Facebook, so I definitely will be watching for when you get that YouTube channel up for UUCW, and I'll be checking that out. All right. Well, guys, Absolutely. I can tell you right now, tonight was a great show. Uh, make it a point to check us out on social media. Check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Make it an opportunity to uh, check out all of our great sponsors. Had an opportunity during the break to see some of the things that uh, Barber had on his uh, Facebook account. There are some even more awesome designs than what I've seen just in the first little bit. There are a lot of great designs that were available. I got I got to tell Rodell about it, man, because there's some really cool styles that he has. And, guys, I'm going to tell you, it's been awesome. We now officially can say that Sonny Money Mayo has officially become, not that he wasn't anyway, but now he is officially a host of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, Sonny, I got to tell you, for tonight, for your first time, it has been awesome. I know you talked about it a couple weeks ago. You were looking forward to things. You were talking about how you were looking forward to being on the program. I got to tell you tonight, it has been nothing short of awesome. I want to say thank you for bringing your insight. 
to the world of professional wrestling and to the, all the great viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast. It's a great opportunity. And I'm going to tell you right now, even though I'm not a huge football fan, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be keeping my fingers crossed this weekend for you because I know you're representing your Chiefs. And like I said, I know that there's some people, I know that uh, the maestro and, and our good buddy Chris Rodell haven't necessarily been the nicest when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> as of late. But when it comes down to it, they're they're in the they're in the championship uh, picture right now, and I think it's going to be a great weekend of professional wrestling. Again, thank you again as Night Owls just kind of saying out here. Thank you, Adam Pena. Thank you to Doug Rafferty. Thank you to Nightmare Jones. Thank you to Renee the Night Owl Martinez, Chris Rodell, Jeremy the Maestro Carp. We got to talk about that Richard Douglas guy too because we can't. Oh no, got to talk about him. You know that's okay. one of those things. But like I said. Want to thank all of our great sponsors. We also want to thank all of our great viewers who've joined us tonight as a part of the WrestleTop podcast. We're getting close, guys. Next week's going to be episode 380. And one last one here, too. Make sure to share. If you enjoyed tonight's program, you enjoyed these great interviews, share the WrestleTop podcast. Let your friends and family know. This is a great wrestling program. We talk about all things pro wrestling. We talked about local wrestling. We talked about the WWE. We talked about GCW. We didn't even get a chance to talk about AEW this week, and there's a lot of things going on there as well. Got a yep. lot of great stuff coming. And if there's anybody that you want to see on the program next week, obviously the Night Owl doesn't want to see Richard Douglas too much next week, but we know next week we're going to probably be graced by the appearance of Richard Douglas, City on the Hill. Guys, i got to tell you, a great night of professional wrestling talk all the way around. With that, I think we pretty much covered everything. I want to say thank you again to all of our great sponsors, all of our great uh, wrestling fans who've been following the program. We're getting closer and closer. Next week is 380. Real yep. soon, we're going to be episode 400. So at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to go ahead and call it here because uh, I think we're going to start having some some commentary here from the Night Owl if we let this go too much longer tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, for Luke Roberts, Sunny Money Mayo, and Hardcore Hoss, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening. We'll see you next week, 7 p.m. on Tuesday night, right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. See you next week with episode 380. Peace out, Russell Talk.